Punk can only mean one thing. It's time for another episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and as always, I'm joined by the third member of the Head Shrinkers, the newly verified Tommy Fierro. Tommy, how you doing, brother? I, I, I paused there for a second because I want you to, I want you to tell me if you know what SST stands for. The Samoan SWAT team? Not after Monday. After Monday, it's now Samu, Stinkface, and Tommy, SST. <laughs> that's, why, that's, why, that's why I paused for a second before I was trying to uh, get my corny joke out. So uh, Listen, that was perfect, man. You are coming off of a very hot virtual signing from Monday. You had the head shrinkers on, and that was probably one of my favorite virtual signings yet. How did everything go behind the scenes? Talk to me. What are those two guys like in person? Well, first off, it was one of my favorite signings, uh, virtual signings yet, too. It was really, 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 really good. Uh, those guys told a lot of great stories. Behind the scenes, man, I, I've known I've known Samu uh, for over 20 years. He, he was on all my shows back in the day, my ISPW wrestling shows. He was actually one of my champions in the past. So I have a long history with, with him and his family. And as I mentioned last week here on, on the show, which, by the way, Jay, got a, a lot of feedback. And I can't appreciate enough the amazing job that you did uh, interviewing me for that, uh, that episode last week. Because I, I literally, I think I got more feedback on last week's episode than any other episode yet, Jay. And that, and that speaks volumes for the amazing job you did. You You came well prepared last week and... You were asking some really, really good questions, and, and some of the comments and uh, messages I got said the same thing that you know you, you did an excellent job uh, doing it. So I, I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, it, it, it was great, man. Those guys are awesome. Um, Rikishi is super cool and down to earth for being such a, a a big name in our industry, especially during the peak of the Attitude Era. He was one of the the tippity top stars of of that era. So. Uh, uh, it was great to have those guys. Super cool. Um, I also actually actually have Rikishi, and uh, now he's going to be appearing at the first ISPW return show. We're doing it Labor Day weekend. If you live in the New Jersey area, it's going to be on Sunday, September the fifth, in Butler, New Jersey, at Memorial Field. We're doing a big outdoor Labor Day weekend show, Jay, for our first show back. And Rakishi is going to be making a special appearance at this return ISPW show, as well as WWE Hall of Famer Sergeant Slaughter. He will be appearing as well, a part of our big ISPW return show on Labor Day weekend. So here's the exciting part. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, Tommy let us go behind the curtain and kind of ask him anything we wanted to know about his life behind the scenes. We know he's the mind, the mind behind virtual signings on Monday night, 80s wrestling con. He's got a wrestling store. He's resurrecting ISPW, his old wrestling promotion from the 90s. He's bringing it back. And so if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, go back, give it a listen. You're going to learn so much. Uh, and Tommy has led a very, 
interesting life, being able to transition from a wrestling fan to a man who now makes his living from the world of professional wrestling. And anytime you have an independent show, you're going to want to highlight independent wrestlers, up and comers. But the, the hook is you need to have somebody with a marquee name to draw people in. And I don't know how Tommy does it, but not only do you have the legendary Hall of Famer, Sergeant Slaughter, but after having a virtual signing with Rikishi, now he's appearing on the card too. It's incredible, Tommy. I'm jealous of everybody that lives in the New Jersey area because this is the type of independent show you dream about going to. This is amazing that you're able to put this together, Tommy. Thanks, man. And there's going to be a lot of other uh, well-known names on the on the show as well. We're, we're having Gilberg. Remember Gilberg from the WWF? Uh, Gilberg's going to go one-on-one with Matt Stryker, also formerly from the WWE. Uh, we're also having an ECW Originals match with Nunzio slash Little Guido against Danny Doring. So an ECW Originals match there as well. We're going to have Samu, who we just had this past Monday night as part of our virtual signing. He is going to step in the ring on Sunday, September 5th with his son, Lance. Uh, and then we'll take on the tag team, The Now, a very good independent tag team out of the New York, Connecticut area. And uh, also former NXT star Bull Dempsey slash Bull James. He will be in action as well, along with former WCW uh, superstar Crowbar. He's, he's a big fan favorite in the New Jersey area. Crowbar slash Devin Storm. He'll be in action that show as well against current Ring of Honor star LSG. Also, tickets went out. You're going to love this one, Jay. Former WWF legend, referee, dangerous Danny Davis, will referee a match at the return ISPW show on Sunday, September 5th. That is absolutely incredible. The list of names and to cap it off with the dangerous uh, Danny. Coming in, what a show, Tommy. This is unbelievable. I'm so excited I'm putting this together. This is going to be a can't-miss show it's unbelievable. And 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 then and then the then the highlight's gonna be a women's match, Jay, for the first ever ISPW women's champion, the host of the pre show for eighties virtual signings, Vicious Vicky will uh, step in the ring against Gabby Ortiz. The winner of that match will be crowned the first ever ISPW women's champion. This is a big independent show, guys, especially being Labor Day weekend. Uh, you can actually order tickets this coming Monday. Tickets go on sale this Monday, Monday, June 28th, and they will be available on the 80s Wrestling Con website. So you go to 80swrestlingcon.com this Monday. There will be something on the main page for the ISPW show, and then you can buy your tickets on there. Also, you'll be able to buy tickets where you can do a meet-and-greet with Rakishi and Sergeant Slaughter on that show as well. And also, uh, speaking of this Monday, real quick before we jump into today's episode, this Monday we have Val Venus. He will be our virtual guest on the 80s Wrestling Facebook page this Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com now. You select which photo you want of Val, and then you tune in this Monday night. You'll watch them sign it live on our Facebook page. We'll give you a shout-out as well, and then we'll ship your photo out to you 
after the event. These Monday night signings that you're doing, they just keep getting better and better. And I have no doubt uh, that Val is going to be an unbelievable signing as well. The thing that I love most about this most recent one, um, now Rikishi was in no way portraying his gimmick or, or in character, you could say, but just how charismatic he was and how great he was at giving shout-outs and the back-and-forth between him and Samu. The energy was incredible, Tommy. And I think Val's going to be a, a beautiful one to follow that up. So I bet he's going to be in the exact same vein. Yeah, it should be interesting to say the least. So this Monday night, Val Venus joined us for the Monday Night Virtual. Again, head over to 80swrestlingcon.com now. Select your photo and watch Val sign it Monday. And tickets go on sale this Monday for the ISPW return show in Butler, New Jersey, Labor Day weekend. But, Jay, let's get in today's episode, and it's a good one, man. If you're an 80s wrestling fan, chances are you probably had a couple hundred wrestling magazines as a kid because back in the 80s, Jay, wrestling magazines were a huge, 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 huge deal and a huge part of our childhood. I remember, you know, collecting... Any wrestling magazine I can get my hands on when I was a kid. And, and the cool thing is about when we were kids, Jay, and, and, and we're around the same age, so you, you can definitely testify to this. It, it, I feel sorry for today's generation of wrestling fans, you know, fans that just became fans in the last, you know, five to ten years. Because when we were kids, Jay, we would be able to go to any magazine slash newspaper store or supermarket or wherever they sold magazines at and you would be able to pick between and i'm not even exaggerating you know 10 to 15 wrestling magazines that's how many wrestling magazines were out there back in the 80s during the the initial boom period of the wrestling business you know there were so many different magazines that came out every month and you just went to the you know the magazine store and you just you know again it's like being a kid walking in to Toys R Us and seeing all the LJNs and the Hasbro figures hanging up. You know, you go to a, a, a magazine slash newspaper store and you see, you know, just 10 to 15 different wrestling magazines with all your favorite wrestlers on the covers of them. You know, it, that was that was a huge part of our childhood, wrestling magazines in the 80s. You're absolutely right. And I think, I think the key piece to this is you, this is before the internet. So you didn't have access to information at your fingertips you kind of had to go out and look for it and we loved watching the weekly shows we loved it but there was something special about getting your hands on a magazine because magazines almost made you feel like you were getting an inside glimpse into the business you could read about wrestlers that were from other promotions that you weren't watching you could read about stories about your favorite wrestler that maybe they weren't telling you uh on, on the local show. And so it felt special. And I remember the excitement, like there's that tangible feeling of excitement when you have a new magazine and you haven't even cracked it open yet. Like the possibilities of what you were going to find were in your mind, they were limitless. And so you just were so excited. And that was probably as a young child, probably one of the very few things that I would read cover to cover. You know, I think my strategy was first I'd go through and I'd look at all the pictures. 
Then I'd go read the articles of, of my favorite guys. And then I would go back to the front and I would start reading the other articles. But by the end of it, I had read the thing cover to cover and you loved it. It took you on an adventure. And so you're absolutely right. If you didn't grow up in the era where this was the thing to do, the way to get information, I, I feel like you're missing out. Like you said, Tommy, I feel bad for, for, you know, the internet has brought us many good things, but it's taken away some of those intangible things from our childhood that we probably took for granted at the time. And, and, and magazines are definitely one of those things that we took for granted and we wish we could experience their heyday again. Absolutely, Jay. And then back then as well, you didn't, like you said, there was no internet back then. And in the 80s, you know, there was no you know, newsletters. No Meltzer started probably in the late 80s. But still, even, even when he started, people didn't know who he was or his newsletter like they did 10 years later. So back then, you relied on wrestling magazines. And again, and we've talked about this in the past as well about, you know, you know, the fans learning your magic tricks or, or seeing behind the curtain. Like back then, there was no way of doing that. The closest you had in what you said, Jay, which was an excellent point. That's why I want to backpedal on that real quick is, you know, you felt like you were getting a little, a little teeny inside peek of, you know, a life, a day in the life behind a wrestler. You know, when you, when you, when you looked in the magazines and you saw him out, you know, I remember perfectly, an old WWF magazine where the junkyard dog, you know, went out to lunch with a fan and, and they would show those pictures, you know, in the magazine, or you would see wrestlers dressed up in regular clothes and all the old, you know, after mags or, or George Napolitano mags. Like you would see pictures of wrestlers that you, you weren't, you, you're used to seeing them on TV wrestling with their trunks on and doing the backstage interview. You weren't used to seeing them dressed up with a, a polo shirt and jeans on, you know, like they didn't really cut promos like that back in the day, you know? So it, it was an inside peak of life of a wrestler outside of the ring through the magazines. And that's how you learned about all the other promotions as well, because, you know, you, you learn about who the wrestlers were down in world-class championship wrestling. You learn about who the wrestlers were in the AWA. You would learn about who the wrestlers were in the NWA. If you're a WWF fan, you would learn about, you know, all the different various territories through the magazine. And one of the cool things that I remember as a kid, and I'm sure you do as well, Jay, is one of the first things I always did when I got my wrestling magazine, Jay, I would, I would go back to the back of the magazine. And one, there's two things I would always look for first. One would always be the ratings. I always wanted to see who the most popular was. I always wanted to see who the most hated was. And the cool thing was back then you had all these different promotions and who the champion was and the top 10 challengers underneath it. And anyone that listens to this podcast will definitely feel nostalgic right now because I'm sure that you guys all did the same thing. You would look to see who, who, who the top 10 in the NWA were. And you would get excited, you get excited when you would see, you know, one of your favorites, that there was a, a mid-card level guy, you know, you know, break into the top 10. He's number nine this month, you know, like, and then, and then you would wait for the next month to see if he went up or down. It, it was so cool back then, the, how you were able to get behind guys through that. And, and then they would have all the smaller promotions as well, the top 10 guys. So you, you get to learn about different wrestlers in different territories through these magazines. So I always love to look at the rating section. And then I always, always, always loved, the arena reports where you'd have all the results of all the different uh, 
shows with NWA, WWE, all, all the different promotions. And obviously in the wrestler or inside wrestling, they did a different format of match results than PWI. But, you know, the gist of it was it was always great to see, you know, what the matches and results were from shows from all around, you know, the United States. So that was, that was another thing I always looked for. That, that was the two big things that I got excited for most when I uh, was opening a magazine, Jay. How about you? You're absolutely right. I vividly remember going to those sections and looking at those lists. And I remember, I think that's the first time my young mind realized that wrestling was taking place more often than what I was just seeing on Saturday mornings. And so it opened you up to this whole world of professional wrestling that as a kid watching, my primary thing was the the World Wrestling Federation, watching that all of a sudden you're opened up to the entire industry and you're seeing there's matches taking place all over the country, all days of the week. And there's all these wrestlers that you may have never seen, may have never heard of, but yeah, they're ranking them and they're, and they're moving up in the ranks. And every once in a while you'd find a magazine that would talk about a dream matchup. And I, I've told you, I vividly remember seeing a magazine. Uh, it was gifted to me at Christmas from one of my uncles. I had no idea who Stan Hansen was, but on the cover, had a picture of Stan Hansen, and the, and the cover title said, did we find the man that could beat Hulk Hogan? And that rocked my world, because in my young childhood, nobody had been able <laughs> to beat Hulk Hogan. And so when you read that in this magazine, yeah, your eyes get wide. And so I'm oh, yeah. excited for this conversation, Tommy, because you know way more about wrestling magazines than I do. I have a feeling you had access to more wrestling magazines in your side of the country than I did here in Minnesota. You have an amazing collection at your store. People can join a magazine club through your store where you mail them magazines just back in the day. And so I'm excited. And so if I can ask, did you have a favorite publication when it comes to wrestling magazines? Did you have a go-to one? What was your, if you went to the newsstand and you said you saw 15, what was the one that you were most likely gonna pick up that day? No question in my mind, WWF Magazine, huge part of my childhood. The covers are just so classic. Um, and I'll tell you what, Jay, I, I, saw, I have over 3,000 3, wrestling magazines at the Wrestling Collector right now. If you live in the New Jersey area, you definitely have to stop at the, at the Slam Shop. You're going to love it. Uh, over three, if you're a magazine guy, you're going to fall in love with this. Over 3,000 magazines we have. It's located on Route 23 in Stockholm, New Jersey, the Wrestling Collector. And, uh, yeah, I was about to say the WWF magazines, Jay, they always fly off the shelves. The old covers, you, you, can't, you can't keep in stock anything from 1985 to 1992 or 1993. Like that era, those magazines move like hotcakes. Um, you could probably get $20 a magazine from – 90 to 93 and and then 85 to to 90 i mean some magazines covers can go for like the old ones like the 84 85 wwf covers they can range from anywhere if it's in good shape the magazine anywhere from 50 to 100 dollars a magazine uh 86 87 88 89 depending on the cover and the condition can go anywhere from 25 to 40 dollars so i mean these magazines 
are a hot commodity, the WWF magazines. I know because I've been doing magazines for, you know, a while now, and I know how quickly uh, they, they go. And, and also, Jay, the WWF programs from uh, not only the arena programs, but also the uh, pay-per-view programs, those move extremely well as well. And I always remember, loved going to the shows as a kid and, and getting the, the programs and, you know, getting the insert in the program with the match lineups that night. That's a different conversation for a different show. But, yeah, WWF magazines are, are definitely my favorite. The magazine covers is classic. It, it brings you, for me anyway, I look at a cover and just it just automatically brings me back to my childhood. I had every one. I, had, I mean, I had every... Any wrestling magazine I saw, I got my hands on. So that was something I always enjoyed. So I, I, I wanted to do something different when I opened the store because the thing is, Jay, like I, 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 I get stuff here and, and stuff comes and goes in my store. Like you never know what's going to be in there because I'm buying collections. So uh, people say you, you have an online store. I really don't because if I put something on the website and someone comes to the store and buys it, I don't have like I, I'm dealing mostly with vintage collectibles so it's not stuff that i have like five or six of that i can put on a website so i really can't have an online store it has to be like an in-person experience but i wanted to give uh, our our listeners and and people that are are uh regular supporters of 80s wrestling con uh that don't live in this area an opportunity to some way somehow be a part of it so i put together a pro wrestling magazine club jay where you can get the magazine that we're talking about, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, The Wrestler, Inside Wrestling, Wrestling Eye, all these different publications, you know, we, we put together a goodie, a goodie pack every month and ship it out to you. There's a, th- a three-magazine-a-month subscription, a four-magazine, five and six, and you can, do it, you can just do it for one month and try it and see if you like it. And if you do like it, you can sign up only to a year where every month you get magazines delivered to you. So it's not something I promoted yet here on the on the website, I mean on on the podcast, or really haven't promoted it much anyway, because I'm so backed up with, uh, you know, orders from the signings and, and doing the store and, and everything else. But uh, you know, the service is available, and and I'm definitely going to start promoting it more very soon. So if you're interested in being a part of the Pro Wrestling Magazine Club, you can go to our website. It's thewrestlingcollector.com, thewrestlingcollector.com. Try it for one month, see if you like it. I think one month for three magazines is twenty bucks. It's 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 something cheap, and we'll mail them out to you. And if it's something you like, you can get the magazines mailed to you every month. Because like I said, we have over three thousand wrestling magazines. I just bought so many collections of magazines. It might be I might be under undercut myself. It could be possibly close to four thousand. There's a lot of magazines, and uh, you can be part of the wrestling magazine club and get them delivered to your house. And the, the beautiful thing about that is if you're an adult, most of the time when you go to your mailbox, there's nothing exciting there. It, it's junk mail. <laughs> Can you imagine if you could reclaim some of your childhood by being part of this club and you go to the, to the mailbox and there's an old school WWF magazine waiting for you? Like that'll brighten anybody's day, right? You know what, Jay? I, I, you know what I might do for you? Cause I, I really do appreciate you and consider you a good friend. I think I'm going to send you a complimentary month of the pro wrestling magazine club out this week to you. Don't tease me, man. I'm not, I'm going to do it. All right, man. I, I would, listen, that would put me over the moon, but I tell you what, if they don't show up, I'm just going to send you a, a sad face of me at the mailbox every day 
until they arrive. <laughs> They're coming, so, brother. And you, and you can let all our listeners know, too, who hooks you up every virtual signing, by the way. Listen, I would say this. Tommy sends me an autograph photo or multiple autograph photos from every Monday night virtual that he does. He addresses them to Jumping Jay, and so now my mailman calls me Jumping Jay <laughs> when he rolls up in his little I really, truck. I really did. This is a true story. I love it, man. They come in, the thing is, they come in this, this you know, uh, manila envelope. My boys, I have two young boys, 12 and 8, and they know what that envelope means. And so if I'm coming <laughs> home from work, and it came that day, they're standing at the front door waving it. It came, it came, and I never tell them who the signing was, and so they love to watch me open it, and they get to see the rest of us, too. So I'm beyond thankful for that, Tommy. You're making yeah, memories I, for my family. Thank you. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you ever call your wife while you're at work and say, hon, is, is, there, is there a yellow envelope there waiting for me? You know, I've never called her and asked, but I have received <laughs> texts from her with, like, a picture <laughs> of it so that I, so right. I know it's waiting for me when I nice. come home. And so she, she knows it excites me. Um, yeah, well, I, I got to I got to send out your head shrinker pictures this week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the a complimentary magazine club for you too. Dude, bless you, man. I would love that. I would love yeah. that. Um, so you mentioned your favorite or your your go to was the WF magazine. Up here yes, in Minnesota, sir. that was that was my go to as well. It was the one that I remember. You know, I would buy them from the newsstand, but I remember in my dining room sitting down with my mom and asking her, "Can can can we sign up for a subscription?" Uh, and she said yes. And so then that's the one that would come in the mail uh, every month to me. And the thing that was special about that one, it was full color from cover to cover. Some of these other wrestling magazines that you would buy, they'd have some color posters. The cover would be in color. But then a lot of the articles would be in black and white. WWF Magazine was full color, awesome photos from start to finish. And so iconic covers from that time period. And if that's the product you're watching, the WF magazine was a beautiful thing to receive because it backed up the storylines you were seeing on TV, full color images, interviews, and the classic centerfold of the merchandise where you could buy the shirts and the things. Like there's so much nostalgia in a WF magazine that paging through one would instantly transport you back to childhood, Tommy. You must be constantly living in, uh, in, in, in the good old days when you're at your store looking at this stuff. Oh, yeah, man. And, and uh, yeah, it, it brings you back to your childhood. And, and like you said, the, the middle section where you had all, you could see all the souvenirs that they sold back in the 80s and the back of the magazine where you could do the crossword puzzles. It just, it was a, definitely a part of our childhood, the WWF magazines. And like I said, that's probably the hottest seller. And the price range I gave you are, are really accurate from uh, my experiences with them. So uh, they're definitely, uh, they're definitely good. They're definitely good. And if you have any at home, they're just sitting in your, you know, sitting in your basement collecting dust and want to make some money, I'll buy them from you. So, uh, and I'll put them in the store. So anyone that has old WWF magazines that are interested in your ring of them, because they are sitting in your garage or your storage unit doing nothing, contact me uh, through the, one of our social media uh, platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 80s Wrestling, and uh, let me know what you have and send me some pictures, and I'll buy your collection too. There you go. Add them to the, add them to the, uh, the store there. The other magazine here in Minnesota that was my go-to, 
every month I'd read the WF magazine cover to cover, and then I would go to the newsstand. And the other one that was my go-to was Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And that's the one that introduced me to wrestlers that I'd never seen in WWF before. It widened my view of the world of professional wrestling. That's the one that gave you, it felt like you were getting a sneak peek into the industry. Cause like you said, you'd see pictures of the road warriors wearing blue jeans, which you wouldn't see on your TV, but there it was, you know, at the airport, there'd be a photo of them. And so it was WF magazine for me. And then pro wrestling illustrator was my next go-to Tommy. What you said is so accurate about, you know, you, you'd see him standing in the airport with blue jeans. I like, that was like our, as us as kids, that was our behind the, the, the scenes look or peek behind the curtain is through these magazines, you know, seeing, like I said earlier, you, you see these pictures of these wrestlers in regular clothes or at an airport or at a restaurant, like places that you're not used to seeing these guys. Because remember when we were kids, we didn't have access to what you guys have now through going to the wrestler's social media page and just seeing, you know, candid photos of them and, and seeing their real life through, you know, their, their social media platforms. We didn't have any of that as kids. So we relied on these wrestling magazines to, to get a little sneak peek behind the curtain to see a wrestler, maybe at a restaurant or see a wrestler at an airport. Like you just said, Jay, like that was our way of seeing that stuff is through these magazines. You're absolutely right. And I think that's what the draw for these magazines were is you were getting that inside peek. And I know there are so many wrestling magazines. And like you said, you'd go to the stands and you'd see 15 and each one had a different way of presenting the material. So even if you read multiple magazines in a month, you didn't feel like you were reading the same thing over and over again. Each one had a different way of presenting a look at the industry. And as a kid, what it would do is it would ignite your imagination. And then all you would do is you would daydream about wrestling. You'd look at this magazine and I don't know about you, Tommy, but once I read a magazine, like I just didn't, I wasn't done with it. Like I would go back and look at it again and I would reread certain articles and I would look at pictures. And so it really was like this magical thing before the internet where like this was your guide to the world of professional wrestling. And I don't know if you can accurately describe what it meant to a young wrestling fan to have access to magazines. Jay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story about when I was a kid, what wrestling magazines, what I did, and maybe this was, <laughs> I guess it's been in my blood since I was a kid. And wait, wait, do you check this story out? So, when I was a kid, the WWF would always come to back then. It was called the Brendan Byrne Arena, the Meadowlands Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. They had SummerSlam there. Uh, they had a, they had a couple SummerSlams there. And it, the building's been around forever. They don't, they're not doing it there no more. The building's not open anymore. But it was Brendan Byrne Arena, then it was Continental Airlines Arena, then it was the IZOD Center. Anyhow, WWF went there every month when I was a kid. And what I would used to do is when I knew they were coming, I, I lived next – when I was a kid, I lived next door to a laundromat. So what I would do is I would make posters of the WWF – events that were going to be at the Meadowlands Arena, and let's say the main event was Hulk Hogan against Adrian Adonis. I'm using that for an example. I would go in my magazines. I'd find a picture of Hulk Hogan. I would cut it out, put it on the poster. Then I'd find a picture of Adrian Adonis, cut him out, put him on the poster. Then, you know, I'd write, you know, main event, Hulk Hogan versus Adrian Adonis. And I did that 
for everyone on the show. Because back then, there were so many magazines. There was pictures of everyone in all these magazines. And I would hang – and the, the, uh, the owner of the laundromat, you know, he was very nice to me and my family. He would let me put these posters in the laundromat window. So even as a kid, Jay, I had promoting in my blood. I was probably only maybe eight, nine, ten years old, somewhere in that frame. And I'm making posters, and I'm putting up in windows – for uh, WWF shows in the area. I've never, never told that story to anyone before. What I love about that is, one, yes, you have promoting in your blood. If that's the way your brain's working at age eight, nine, uh, that you're thinking, I got to promote this show. What, what I love is, it's not even <laughs> like you're promoting your own thing. You're, you're out there hustling <laughs> for the World Wrestling Federation. They probably yeah. didn't even know that they had this eight-year-old kid hustling hard at the laundromat promoting their, their <laughs> event for them. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I don't know what I don't know what made me do that at, at that age. I just I used to do that every time they came in the area. So I guess I guess that prom- promoting in my blood I, uh, since I was a kid. It's also very cool of that laundromat owner to let a young boy like that put something up in his story. That's very cool. <laughs> uh, w- one thing I will say is. Now, as an adult, you go back and you, you go through all these WWF magazines, if you had them as a kid, and you see all these cutouts. I'm sure I'm not the only kid in the world that would cut pictures out of the magazines. I mean, people would do that, and they would obviously hang them up on the wall and stuff like that, too. But I got I got some magazines in, and I was so excited because they were, like, old, like, 84, 85 magazines. I, I bought – I just bought – some of them sold me a collection of 300 magazines. So obviously I don't have time to go through 300 magazines and make sure every page is there and nothing's cut out and there's no writing. So you got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta pretty much take the person at their word. You know, they said they didn't, they never took anything out. You, you believe them, you know? Uh, but for this instance, and most of the magazines were in, in, in great shape, like the, the guy said, uh, but I got to these old WWF magazines from like 84, 85, 86 and jam. Like you go, it's like, it's like storage wars, but you're going through these magazines, like trying to find the good ones. And, uh, you know, when you find them, you, you get excited. And when you find several of them, you get really excited. So I started looking through all these magazines and there's, there's everything cut out, drawings, crayons. <laughs> oh man, my heart sank to my feet because you just, you know, you're throwing away. And I, I mentioned the price on those magazines earlier. So you, 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 you times that times 10 or 12 of those magazines and you just lost a lot of money because you can't sell uh, magazines that have rips in them on the covers or, you know, uh, missing pages or cut out pictures. You obviously you just can't sell them like that. So uh, when, when you open them and you see all that stuff. So I, the, the kid in me understood because I did it as a kid as well. But the, uh, the businessman in me was upset. Listen, I will tell you this. I was probably the complete opposite as you. As I would never cut anything out, never tear anything out. In fact, listen, when I was in fourth grade, I did a report on professional wrestling. And instead of cutting out pictures from my magazines, because this, again, there's no internet. So you can't Google a picture of Hulk Hogan and print it off. Like, that's not an option. And so what I did (laughs) is I talked my mom into taking my magazines to the local copy place, making colored copies of the pictures that I wanted, and I used nice. those copies instead of taking them out of the magazine. Well, you 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 probably you're probably the type of guy then, Jay. If I came to your house right now, 
that and I opened your well I I, I did a I walked in your probably hundred foot uh, hundred foot walk in closet because we we know about your yachts and how much money you have. You'd be the type of guy, Jay, that would have like ten white shirts perfectly pressed, then ten blue shirts perfectly pressed. It, like it would be all color coordinated and everything perfect. I, I that's what I picture when I when I when I picture walking into your mansion and going through your walkthrough closet. Well, if, if you replace the white and blue shirts with just uh, like 15 Hulkamania shirts, I'm like Homer Simpson, man. I just wear the same thing every day. I got my <laughs> yellow trunks and my yellow Hulkamania shirt, and that's how I roll uh, here nice. in Minnesota. I wish I was that organized. I'm not. But I do have – I didn't keep all my magazines. I wish I would have. But I do have a stack of them. I do keep them in a they're, – they're in like a big plastic tub down in the basement, but they're not in pristine condition by any way, means because I would read these things. I would take them on road trips. Anywhere I went, I would have the magazine with me. So they're creased and they're, they're well loved, but uh, all the pictures are intact and nice. they fell out. But yeah. Hey man, I want, I want to, I want to read off some names of some wrestling magazines from that time, that timeline we're talking about from the eighties. Uh, there was a lot, like I mentioned earlier, uh, one was celebrity wrestling the founder of that was Michael O'Hara. That magazine was around from 1987 to 1989, Celebrity Wrestling. I, I actually have a few of them in the store. Do you remember Celebrity Wrestling? Guy? I honestly never heard of it until you just said it. Yeah. You know, and again, I'm, 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 up, I'm up here on the Northeast, so we might have got more magazine distributed up here than you guys did down there, so... That could have been a situation. And another one from 1980, you probably heard of this one, 1984 to 1990 was Championship Wrestling. Do you remember that magazine? Absolutely remember Championship Wrestling magazine. That one I've heard of. Yep. Another Michael O'Hara magazine from 1986 to 1988 was Double Action Wrestling. I know we have a few of those in the, the store as well. Do you remember Golden Action a double action wrestling, Jay? That's another one that I did not have access to as a kid. Look at you, man. I've never maybe, heard of double I'll, action wrestling. I, I have an idea. Maybe I'll send you a celebrity wrestling and double action wrestling magazine as part of your complimentary one-month subscription to our Pro Wrestling Magazine Club. See, here's the deal. You're going to send me these magazines that I've never heard of. You're going to get me excited and hooked on them. And then I'm going to go to the, the wrestling collector online and I'm going to, and I'm going to subscribe to the, to the subscription magazines because I'm going to need to have access to this stuff that I've never heard of before. Duh. Wait think I'm going to free month. Uh, see the first one. Yeah. You get me hooked on the first one is free. And then, you know, I'll be back paying because yeah, I'd love to see some of these magazines that I've never heard of before. Uh, another one uh, that you might have not heard of from that time frame, from 1987 to 1991, Gold Belt Wrestling. Do you remember Gold Belt Wrestling? No. Every time you mention one of these, I type in the Google machine in front of me, and I've never seen these magazine covers before. But I well, love it. The, Gold Belt the, Wrestling. The next one you're definitely going to know, and it was one of my favorites as a kid as well. It was around from 1983 to 1993, main event wrestling. Oh, yeah. Main event wrestling made its way to Minnesota. That was a publication that 
that I would pick up every once in a while. And that's another classic one. Beautiful, full-color covers, great headlines, great stories. That's a classic magazine. Absolutely. And another one that's a classic magazine as well, especially the, the early covers from 84, 85, 86. And they lasted all the way from 84 to 2000. Uh, one of, another one of my favorite magazines as a kid, Ringside Wrestling. Ringside Wrestling, the magazine. I got to type that into Google. The name is as not soon as you see it, you know it. As soon as you see it, you'll know it. Yep, I'm pulling it up the images right now. Absolutely. I, I had a couple of these. Um, yeah, man, we were spoiled as kids looking at this stuff. Uh, next one up was one of the staples uh, of us as kids for the Aftermags uh, was the uh, Pro Wrestling uh, Illustrated magazine. Obviously, anyone that was around, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated is, is still around today, but back then... Uh, that was if it wasn't WWF magazine, it was PWI. You're absolutely right. If it wasn't WWF, it was PWI. Um, and you talk about classic covers. You know, we we love the WWF covers because that's the product we were most familiar with and we watched as a kid. Sure. But uh, you would be hard pressed to find better covers than on Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Those are some of the most amazing, iconic covers. Even if the magazine itself, and this could be said with the WWF magazine. Even if the magazine itself is in bad shape, but that cover is good, you could hang these on your wall in your man cave or in your office because the covers are that iconic. Absolutely. And I've seen seen some people do that uh, before. And and the PWIs are also included in our uh, pro wrestling magazine club as well. So, uh, again, if you're interested in giving it a try for one month, it's thewrestlingcollector.com. And... uh, we definitely throw PWIs in there as well, as as well as another magazine that was around a long time, Jay, from 1972 to 1995, Sports Review Wrestling. That was one of the big ones back then. Not in this area, man. I don't know really? if I ever had my hands on a Sports Review Wrestling. Wow. I feel sorry for you then, man. I, a lot of these magazines, I'm saying, that you, you you've never heard of Sports Review Wrestling? I, I've heard of it. I've never, I never had one. I never, this was not something that would be on our newsstand wow. up in Minnesota. Wow. That's, that's, that's surprising. You gotta remember, man, you grew up in like the hotbed of professional wrestling. I'm here in the Midwest. Things would get to us. You, you, guys, don't, you, guys, don't, you guys don't read it. You guys don't read in the Midwest. No, you know, we don't learn to read until the seventh or eighth grade level. So <laughs> you don't send a lot of pictures our way. You make you make it seem like you guys are like you make it every time I mention you make it seem like you live like in Alaska like in an igloo that you just can't get out of you know like you live in Minnesota. I live in Minnesota, but you also have to know like I don't live in Minneapolis. I don't live in St. Paul. I don't live in the big cities. I'm up in like the middle of Minnesota. And so if you were a mom and pop grocery store. You probably would only put three or four wrestling magazines on your rack. You talk about 15. Jay, you're telling me that I'd have to, if I was you, I'd have to get in my car and drive a couple hours to get a, a inside wrestling magazine. Is that what you're telling probably, me? Probably. I'm saying if, if I went to my local grocery store, there would be, for sure, there would be the WF magazine. There'd be Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And then the other one that was common, uh, the wrestler, was oh, yeah. another common one. Other than that, you'd kind of have to go hunting. 
you know, go visit Baron von Raschke himself and ask for the insights <laughs> on some of these. <laughs> I like how, I like how you threw that in, you know. I want, it, uh, we, if, we ever, if we ever do that boating with the Baron, we can we can get a, a stack of uh, of inside the wrestling and uh, sports review wrestling magazines on board, so uh, you guys can read them. Because obviously in Minnesota, you, you can only get WWF magazine or, or Time magazine. That's it. Listen, man. I'm just, do you see the opportunity you have here? It'd be like yeah. Uh, when the first caveman discovered fire and he brought it to the other cavemen and they went nuts for it, you could show up in Minnesota with a bit of wrestling's main event and people would lose their mind here. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to open a wrestling collector in, in your hometown and just sell <laughs> wrestling magazines from 1972 to current. I think that I would make a fortune because you poor people just can't seem to find a way to get your hands on a wrestling magazine down there. Well, That's why you need to join the pro wrestling magazine club. Exactly. Exactly. Then, then they'll come to me, and then and then I can charge people a dollar and a half just to come look at it. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. So I mean, there's a, there's a ton of other magazines as well that you know wrestling's main event. There's you know wrestling fever. Wrestling Eye was one of my favorites as well as a kid. Uh, did you get Wrestling Eye down there? No, I didn't get Wrestling Eye up here, oh, man. I got a Google. It. You didn't get Wrestling Eye down there. Hang on, let me let me look. Let me type it in the old Google machine here, and I'll tell you, you if I've ever even you, seen you're gonna get some, let, me, let me tell you something, Jay. I assure you, you're going to get some pushback from our listeners on this week's episode because the fact that you don't know what wrestling eye is, it means you might need, you might need a punch in the eye. But, okay, let me let me explain something to you, brother. What, I'm I'm an eight nine year old boy. It's not like I have access to drive to you know the greatest magazine store in minnesota like i'm relying on wherever my parents are going to buy milk and bread that's that's my access to these magazines i want this is what i want if i have if, yeah, if you're gonna punch anyone in the eye you gotta punch my local grocer from 1988 in the eye you don't have to punch a nine-year-old man <laughs> this is what i want seriously any listeners out there please that live in the minnesota area and i want to know if you had uh, any better luck or experience as, as a youngster or a young adult getting wrestling magazines in the state of minnesota because I just can't believe this story from Jay here. Jay and Jay knows his wrestling. You guys listen to this show every week. Uh, Jay is absolutely fantastic. He knows everything about the wrestling business. He really does. And I just can't believe you've never heard of Wrestling Eye magazine. So one, you must have been very, 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 very deprived as a child with wrestling magazines in your state, or. Maybe you weren't a magazine guy, Jay, and maybe you never went to the stores and looked at the magazines. Maybe you only cared about the LGN figures. Maybe you were more playing with figures and reading as a kid. So I want to know the truth from anyone out there listening from that area. Did you have as hard of a time as Jay finding wrestling magazines? I find it hard to believe that Jay doesn't never heard of Wrestling Eye magazine. Listen, I'm, I'm hot now. Listen, I would. L- I, I I hope people respond. And then the other thing I want them to say is where were they buying milk and bread? Because I promise you, the wrestling eye was not at the, the local grocery store newsstand. I just Googled it. Wow. I'm looking at a cover from 1989, and I'm gonna you're gonna you're gonna be mad at me, but if you'd have showed me this wrestling eye logo, I would have told you it's made up. I've never seen that in my life. 
Wow. It's that's got that's an eyeball. The, the letter Y in the word I is holding up an eyeball. It says wrestling eye, and it's got an eyeball in the middle of it. I've never seen that in my life. Wow. That, that, that's, that's surprising. That's disappointing. You know what? Instead, of, instead of just a free month, you, bet, you should probably give me a free year, I, I think is what the listeners are going to say. I, I think, see, I think this is what I think. I think you're making this story up <laughs> just so I feel bad for you and give you a free year. I know your tricks, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, I mean, we can go on and on talking about uh, wrestling magazines from, from that era. Obviously, we were all big fans growing up, and wrestling magazines was definitely a big part of, of that time frame. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a fun episode this week talking about magazines. And, again, the, the PWIs, you would take the posters out of the center and hang them up on your wall as a kid. It, it's just a nice, cool memory. Uh, and, 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 like I said, I have over 3,000 of them at my store, the Wrestling Collector in Stockholm, New Jersey. So if anyone ever needs any uh, magazines, you know where to come. That's right. And – it's already that time where we got to take it home today, Tommy, because I know you wouldn't say anything to the listeners, but I'm going to say it. We got to end a little bit early today because the wrestling collector is getting a, a special uh, piece written about them uh, in one of the New Jersey newspapers. So Tommy uh, talking about magazines and talking about uh, being in print, he's got to, we got to cut short because he's going to be in print uh, big article on the wrestling collector and everything Tommy is doing is going to be hitting the newsstand. And so the next time you're looking for the wrestling eye, if it exists, you can look at the, the, the local paper and find an article all about Tommy and his superstar Tommy. So I'm excited for you. Congratulations. That is awesome, man. Thanks, man. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be printed. Uh, we're, we're, we're taping this on, on Thursday morning. Pretty sure it's going to be in tomorrow's paper uh, on Friday or Saturday. It's uh, the record newspaper in North Jersey. It's our big popular paper up this way. So uh, they did a, a feature on me in the store, and I believe it will be in print uh, tomorrow or Saturday. And uh, this weekend's a big weekend, Jay, at the Wrestling Collector. We have two huge days of signings. Uh, first Saturday, uh, this Saturday on June the 26th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., WWE Hall of Famers Bushwhacker Luke and Barry Windham will both be at the Wrestling Collector this Saturday from 4 to 6. And then on Sunday, uh, uh, June the 27th from 3.30 to 5.30 p.m., uh, Akeem slash One Man Gang and Typhoon slash Tugboat will be there 3.30 to 5.30. So a big weekend this weekend at the Wrestling Collector, Jay. I'm excited for you, man. And I just can't wait to see how Bushwhacker Luke responds to your personation of him. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> now, if you're, if you're in the area and you go to the signing, make sure it's really Bushwhacker Luke and not just Tommy signing those pictures because the two of them sound identical. <laughs> uh, Luke is much more better looking to me, so it'll be easy to, to figure out. Well, Tommy, I, I thank you for schooling me a little bit on wrestling magazines today. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I'm I can't believe you don't know what the wrestling guy is. I, I cannot wait. Our listeners, let me tell you something. Our listeners are going to eat you alive for not knowing what the wrestling guy is. I cannot wait for the feedback. 
please, guys, send me a message on our social media. At, on Instagram, it's at 80s Wrestling. Uh, DM me uh, a message that I can pass along to Jay. Same on Twitter. It's at 80s Wrestling underscore. And uh, please, on one of those, or, or email me, 80s Wrestling Picks at gmail.com. 80s Wrestling Picks at gmail.com. Please, everyone, send along a message that I can pass along to Jay and give me your thoughts on him not knowing what the Wrestling Eye magazine is. would really and, appreciate and it. And remember, the comments are not directed at the adult version of me. You're picking on little eight-year-old Jay up here in Minnesota. So don't say no, anything no. too outlandish. No, this is, this, is cur- this is current Jay we're uh, talking about here. Well, current Jay just learned about the wrestling guy, and current Jay is going to be That's why, that's why, that's why we're upset. Through. Usually I never talk on top of you, Jay, but you got me a little frazzled today. <laughs> I, listen, I know wrestling magazines is one of your things, so I believe I probably do have you a little hot under the collar. <laughs> Don't bring Tommy Sheik into this. He doesn't Hello. need to know. First of all, let's like say hello to all the wrestling fans, all the honorable, the knowledge, all the chance. You don't have to tell Tommy Sheik I don't know what the wrestling eye is. I don't need no, him. Tommy Sheik, I just want to let you know. Don't even tell him. That Jay never heard of the Wrestling Eye magazine. Any any comments or concerns about that? Hushkipusha! <laughs> that'll have it i hope everyone out there has a great day jay thank you so much for uh another interesting episode <laughs> of 80s wrestling the podcast this might have been the the silliest one yet yeah. and maybe one of the funnest ones yet uh i hope you guys have a great weekend hope to catch you guys this weekend at the wrestling collector in stockholm new jersey again bushwhacker luke barry windham akeem and tugboat will be there all weekend and you will also uh, get a chance to see Val Venus on Monday night virtual this coming Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. You can order now on 80swrestlingcon.com. And for anyone that is interested in uh, going to the return ISPW show in Butler, New Jersey, on Sunday, September the 5th, we're going to have tickets for that go on sale this Monday on 80swrestlingcon.com. Jay, hope you and your family have a great weekend, and I will be sending out your um, complimentary month subscription to the Pro Wrestling Magazine Club, and I I promise you, 5 billion percent, one of those magazines will be the Wrestling Eye, so you can uh, first (laughs) take a look at it, and I hope that you have a great day, and hope to catch everyone next week right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.